Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by Tabitha and Katie. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to another week of Crimes and Cocktails. Woo-hoo. We decided that after dealing with the disgusting Leonard Frazier, we needed a little oh. bit of a palate cleanser. A very big palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I want to, like, talk about rape for a while. <laughs> yeah, or dogs. Or um, dogs. No, I like dogs. <laughs> we're talking about dogs. Yeah. Just not raping dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, um, welcome to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk months. about it. We're going to talk about spooky stuff because, you know, we last time we said maybe we should do aliens or spooky stuff, and uh, we said let's do spooky stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, spooky stories are, you know, often derived from crimes that happened in the past. Exactly. So they kind of go hand in hand sometimes, so let's mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. spooky season is only, like, how many months away? <laughs> We're halfway to Halloween. Half- are we halfway to Halloween? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Here. So we must start prepping. <laughs> must start prepping. I am getting over a cold, so I'm going to try to not sniffle as much as possible in this episode, <laughs> or cough, <laughs> or anything. It's not COVID, but oh my gosh, it just does not want to go away, and ugh, I'm trying really hard, guys. <laughs> okay, so as usual uh, episodes, we first need a drink. Do we not? Yes. Yes, we do. So this one, uh, Katie actually came up with, and Mm -hmm. it's called the Green Briar Toast. So in a glass, you're going to muddle fresh ginger. It's so funny that you're adding ginger to this because you used to be allergic to ginger for like 90% of your life. Yep. And now that you're not, you put in everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I love it. I love ginger. So with that fresh ginger, go ahead and add a half ounce of grapefruit juice and one ounce of absinthe. Ooh, bringing it back. Bring it back old school. And add some ice and shake and then strain into an ice-filled rocks glass and top off with some champagne. Ooh, I get that bubbly. Fizzy. (laughs) Which is another thing. Because it's fizzy, I might also burp in this episode, so... (laughs) I'm trying really hard not to. <laughs> yes. So, cheers. A toast to ghosts. The green. <laughs> a taste. toast to the green briar ghost. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's why it's called that. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And um, if you guys happen to see about four or five drawings get pumped out this week on our social media, that is because <laughs> I'm really behind and I'm so sorry. I was realizing that we always tell you guys to go check out our Instagram and to find the recipe. And I have not put like the last three recipes on there. So 
my uh, fingers are whittling and twiddling away to bring you those <laughs> recipes. So they, I, I promise I'll put them up. I started on them yesterday. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so right. uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram, you should. And it is at Crimes and Cocktails. And you can follow our Twitter where I post about once every other week. Uh, or you can, you know, tweet at us and maybe we'll retweet you. Or and we'll retweet that and tweet that. Um, and that is Cocktails Crimes, because we wanted to throw you up there. Uh, yep. You can email us with any questions, recipes, ghost stories, murder stories, anything. Just no dick pics at crimes.cocktails at gmail.com. And um, I don't think we have any... Oh, you know, we do have a TikTok, but we can't find it right now, so... <laughs> I don't know I what happened. For the first time in months, I was like, I'm going to make a TikTok for our, our podcast. Remember when TikTok was a thing? <laughs> and we couldn't, I couldn't find it. And then I asked Tabitha to like verify the information. And she was all, it's this. And then look too and couldn't find it. I don't know what's going on. So I'm hoping it's some weird like glitch and we'll have it back. But it's so weird. I don't know. But I made a TikTok on my personal one and put it on our Instagram. <laughs> so go like it. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, like, when I first was introduced to TikTok, by I'm pretty yeah. sure you, yes. I did get obsessed, like, real hot. Like, it was, like, hours of my life were being consumed on TikTok, and it's just, it's horrible. Like, it's just, every second, like, a new thing pops up, and then I think I posted some videos that kind of went viral, and was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun, I love this. I have all these new friends that are, like, also into, like, witchy stuff, and it's so great. And then, like, life happened, and I had to go back to work, and I couldn't travel as much, and I couldn't post cool things on TikTok anymore, and I felt like, I just don't even want to go on here anymore. And now I just go on there, like, once every couple weeks just to basically watch whatever you send me, and then I send you a couple things, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. But Instagram has reels now, so it's almost like whatever I see on TikTok, I see on Instagram. Yeah. So it's kind of... It feels like, uh, I'm just going to go back to just being on Instagram again, basically, is what it feels like. But Makes it easier. I don't know. TikTok does have a really good algorithm, so I got to give them that. Instagram's not really worked on that, I feel like, so. Yeah. But we do have yeah. a TikTok somewhere. So if you're following our TikTok, awesome. Maybe send cool, it to us so we is. can follow it, too. We've lost it. <laughs> God, so embarrassing. So, uh, with that, maybe we should chime into our episode. Yes. So this it's like, week, who are these girls, and why am I listening to them? <laughs> They're a mess. You're if you've been listening to us, you already know we're a mess, and so that this is not surprising to you. I'm sure. I like to say we're relatable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not everyone's lives are perfect, obviously, and so yeah. we're just relatable. That's that's what we are. There we go. We always keep it real because we're too tired to not. (laughs) Hey, the real American is working 40 hours a week and has, you know, all this other shit to take care of, like dogs eating grapes and (laughs) worker bosses that make you come to work when you're still sick and whatever. So, yep. We're just coming early and stay late. We're the average American. Yes. The average American. How sad is that? Ah, <laughs> oh, the American dream to yeah. work, to work, um, to so, work, <laughs> to believe. Um, anyways, 
So, yes, like we said, this episode is going to be a little bit of a palate cleanser. Um, I'm going to share a story this week, and then um, next week, Tabitha has her own haunted story to share. So we were supposed Um, to do, like, half and half. Like, we're like, oh, it would be so fun if, like, you do, like, a short story, and I'll do a short story. And then we both just realized our short stories were not short stories. So. No. And I honestly could do like a spooky podcast just alone on that because when I started diving into haunted places because I wanted to do a place that I have been to myself because if you are following me on social media you know that that is something I'm interested in like I don't know why I don't know why because I get scared very easily but I love going to haunted places and just I don't know like getting into it and stuff and so I I love scaring myself I love scaring myself I love scary movies but I don't, but I do. (laughs) Oh, but I do. And I was like looking at places, haunted places I've been to, and there were so many, and so many just honestly where I live, like in this area here, in Monterey area, there's like so many haunted places. Yeah, you're like across the street from a haunted place, the DLI. The ocean? Oh. (laughs) No, that too, but the the other across the street. I know, I literally live on like an abandoned military base that's and my friend she like she's a police officer and she works a night shift and like they say that they see stuff all the time there so i'm just like oh my gosh we should just do like a spooky podcast (laughs) all right goodbye crimes it's been fun it's been real but (laughs) nah we'll do that in our afterlife (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) when we have the time Oh, gosh. If only. <laughs> Knowing me, I'll be working three <laughs> oh jobs in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just for actually, a hot lava teeny. <laughs> so I thought it was so sad. When I was still in school, I was taking a course. Um, I took several of these, but on Egyptian history. And their afterlife, they believe, is just the same as regular life. So that's why they pack so much um, like daily life items with them during their burials is because they think they'll need to use it because their life is just going to continue in the afterlife. They'll be dead, but they'll still be working. Oh and I'm like, how bleak. Like, Toilet my paper. afterlife <laughs> does it's not have a crumble. <laughs> what was that? I'm it's going to be big. <laughs> yeah. like, what? But anyway. All right. So, on to the, actually what we have to talk about. Yeah, tonight. okay. Okay. I'll shut All right. up. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Actually, first, I am so sorry. You guys are going to listen to me say something else real quick because I had a creepy encounter that I told Tabitha about at my work involving the freezer. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. um, My work has a separate facility that's like basically um, it's a hangar. And um, I was over there to check on a freezer that I had plugged in a couple of weeks before. And when I came in. Hold on. So you plugged in and you didn't even look in it? What was that? So when you plugged it in the first time, you didn't look in it? You just plugged I did. it in? Oh, you no, did? No, I did look at it. Yeah, Ooh. and it was empty. Okay, this is creepier now. Yeah, no, it was empty. And then I left, and I came back like a week or two later, because I needed to put some stuff in it. And, um, you know, some steaks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> some <laughs> stuff for work in it. And for conservation purposes. And um, I noticed it had been unplugged. And I was like, who's been here? This is weird. Nobody comes over here. And I was like, 
all right, that's weird. And I thought maybe the power had gone out and I checked and that was not the case. Um, and so then I went to just like open it because I was like, okay, there's probably going to be water in here since it was frozen. Um, and inside was a plastic, like gar- one of those big black plastic garbage bags. And in my head, because I am who I am, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what it's if this body. is a body right now? <laughs> and I just like was like, I'm alone here. This is terrifying. <laughs> and Let me I- get my phone. <laughs> I know. Oh, we make a TikTok. No, <laughs> this is gonna be great for our podcast. Um, I can log into TikTok. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, and so I pull back the bag and I see a torso. A torso down. <laughs> I was like, I'm shitting my pants right now. Um, it was a mannequin torso. Um, so <laughs> not a human. It was a mannequin torso. I would um, have, like, I don't know what I would have done. I was surprisingly calm when it happened. Like, I saw the torso and I was like, what? <laughs> that was pretty much it. So, I think that uh, would have been my reaction, too, at first. I would have been like, okay. Let's like, my brain this. was this just like, real? no, that's not possibly real. <laughs> that's not possibly real. But then I touched it. And so I was just like okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, what if it had been real, obviously. <laughs> um, it wasn't. One of the volunteers had thought it would be funny to put it inside there as a joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an evil person. Who are they? I want to be their friend. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're twice my age and you're doing this. I was never, I never, and you never told me like why that torso was there. I didn't know someone was trying to play a prank. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a prank. <laughs> and so I was like, don't unplug my freezer next time, guys. Not to mention, you said that it's like dark in there too, where you need like a flashlight, right? To like even look around in that area. No, it, there's light, but it's oh. very dim. Wow, this yeah. is way dark, crazier in my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm still there in the dark at midnight. It's like cobwebs. <laughs> Who's there? I know. Who that? Um, so, yeah, that was my brush with finding a body. Um, that wasn't really a body. Oh, I swear. Every time I go like on a hike or like anything and I see a trash bag somewhere, I'm just like, is that a body? Oh, always. I'm like driving on the freeway and I'll see like a like a big garbage bag on the road and I have to like dodge it because I'm like, I'm not running over a body. I think I know it was probably not, but what if it was? <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't ever really want to come across anything like that because that just sounds really traumatizing. So I don't want to get involved, honestly. Like, it's none of my business. I just know. But it'd be great material for the podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, so keep your hiking trips so that you can, it's going to heighten your uh, your chances. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, after that rambling story. <laughs> it's been a minute. I mean, we've just been going and going and going, and I feel like we haven't been very consistent with the podcast, and so I'm trying to get back on to it. And, so that's uh, what I was up to. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Yeah. You missed us. Okay, so... Um, I couldn't quite escape true crime roots with this one. So I had to go for like a little mix of spooky and murder and then some history because I love my history, obviously. Um, and this is the story of the Greenbrier ghost. 
Uh, there's a lot of information for this. It seems to be kind of a favorite ghost story out there. Um, but there's also a lot of conflicting information. Um, so I did what I could. Um, there actually are surviving court case records about this. So that really helped in kind of figuring out what actually happened. Um, it's pretty interesting, if I do say so myself. So on right. January... What was that? I said, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tabitha hasn't heard this one. I have not. Way. So, so it's going to be, she'll be reacting along with you. All right. So on January 23rd, 1897, a young boy named Andy Jones walked into Elva Zona Heaster Shoes House. Quite the name. What? Um, so Elva went by Zona, and that's how I'll refer to her through the rest of this. Um Anyway, so he was going to assist her with chores, which he had done many times in the past. Um, But instead of finding uh, Zona there to greet him and get him started on the work for the day, she was laying on the floor. Laying on the jab. Yeah, she was sleeping on jab. She was just like, I'm not doing nothing today. Um, (laughs) She was laying on the floor at the foot of the stairs. Um, Andy got closer and was like, she's dead. Uh, so he ran home to his mother or his aunt, depending on the source. Um, and then she quickly ran to go get the doctor. And then also Zona's husband of three months, Erasmus Trout Shoe. He went by what, Edward. What though. are these names? I know. Um, he went by Edward. So I'll be referring to <laughs> him as Edward. <laughs> what was that? He didn't go by Trout? Um, no, there's actually some records that say that he did go by Trout as well. Oh, my God. So um, they called him, like, Trout Shoe or Edward Shoe <laughs> for the most part. So uh, you can call him Trout. You can call him Edward. Just don't call him Erasmus, apparently, because it doesn't seem like he Because it's a Erasmus. Like <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, anyways, so they called him as well. And they had only been married for three months, by the way. New so, Yes, another newlywed story. <laughs> so um, by the time the doctor arrived, it actually took him an hour to get there because he was busy doing um, something else with another patient. Um, and so by the time he got there, Edward had already moved his wife's body from the spot on the floor and brought her upstairs to their bed. He had also changed her into a nightgown with a high neckline and then had placed a veil over her face. Um, so the doctor was trying to examine Zona and figure out how she had died, but Edward kept getting in the way and wouldn't move away from like near his wife's head. He was sobbing uncontrollably and holding her face up against his. And then, um, the doctor caught sight while he was doing this of some bruising along Zona's neck. Um, and so then when he moved closer to examine that, Edward became so upset that the doctor was just like, fine. I'm not going to examine her any further. Um, You must be in shock. You're grieving, whatever. So he wrote down Zona's cause of death as natural causes and then later went back and said maybe it was childbirth. I feel like, I mean, this is the late 1800s. So I do feel like there is a little bit of understanding that you need to investigate a crime scene. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, like even today, people still just like destroy crime scenes Mm -hmm. even police officers sometimes without even thinking about it yeah uh so it's just like i can kind of understand a little bit like 
not that I'm thinking the husband did it right away, because, like, now I'd be like, oh, he's trying to cover it up. Yeah. But I could just see him being like, he doesn't understand. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> looking her. Do his job. Oh, um, yeah, so natural causes or childbirth. So it's not really known if she had actually been pregnant, but at, uh, the doctor had been treating her for a few weeks from a few weeks prior as well for quote unquote female problems. Um, so who knows what that means? (laughs) Um, yeah, I got a lot of female problems. Um, I got male problems too. (laughs) I know. I got them all. You want a problem? I got it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we don't know if he was blaming the death on a miscarriage or, you know, a bad period. Period. I, I believe it. On. Honestly, I felt like dying before. I've had some. <laughs> I remember being um, in high school and be like, "Just kill me now, God." <laughs> yes, you strike me down. Uh, what have I done to deserve this? Curse you, Eve. <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously, you just had to have a damn apple. <laughs> um, so anyway, um. It had also been previously rumored that Zona had given birth to a child out of wedlock with another man before she married Edward, mm-hmm. but there's no, like, information on what happened to that child or when that really was, so, you know, maybe that's what the doctor was thinking. Who knows? Who knows? So, um, oh, and this all took place in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, by the way, hence the title. Greenbrier ghost and um zona was well known here she had grown up here and spent her entire life so far um edward was not from here though um he had moved to the area from a different county that passed october to work as a blacksmith and that's when him and zona met so we're in january and they had just met in october and were already married oh my gosh yeah working fast (laughs) so um Zona's mother, though, Mary Jane Robinson Heaster, was very much objected to the marriage. She was not a fan of Edward at all. She didn't want Zona to marry him. Um, She didn't trust him, and she said that he had the face and charm of the devil. The devil. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so. You know, I had a friend in high school who uh, her mom was very religious, and her mom didn't like her boyfriend yeah and so her mom wrote a song saying like my daughter's dating the devil what and yeah off the air you'll have to tell me who that is. <laughs> yeah do i know crazy though? oh yeah you know oh yeah i'm excited okay <laughs> i just put a little extra pep in my step um, so, anyway, um the day after zona was found dead edward already has her funeral he's ready to go um he's been okay now i'm suspicious yeah so he laid her out at her mother's house for viewing um and had a scarf tied around her neck that he claimed was her favorite and so that they had to be buried with it um and then he had her head kind of propped up on a pillow and then a rolled up like sheet propped up on the other side of her neck like he said he wanted her to be comfortable which is just weird um and then he never left her side the entire time he didn't let anybody get too close to the body um and this is where people are like okay this behavior is really odd 
like maybe he's grieving you know because his wife did just die but also why is he acting like this what's with the scarf and the rolled up sheet like this is just very strange yeah um so and how does he know it's her favorite scarf he's only known her three months right he was like i saw her wear it once (laughs) it was the winter i know he's just like oh but she will be buried with it for all time yeah (laughs) because it's her favorite um so zona's mother mary was very suspicious um she refused to believe that her daughter had died of natural causes um she was like i there's more to this story she was very religious and so she prayed every single night for the next few weeks to find out what happened to her daughter so she was basically just asking god to you know show her if there was anything else that um she was missing and if her daughter really did die of natural causes and you know bloody da um then she claimed starting in late february that zona's ghost had come to her four nights in a row she said that over the four visitations zona's ghost told her that edward had been abusive shortly after they married and was not the man she thought he was and that he would hit her when he became angry and then um, one night, and so this was on Zona's supposed fourth visit to her mother. She told her mother that one night she didn't have a dinner that he liked ready. And he angrily, angrily came at her, placed his hands on either side of her face and twisted, breaking her Oh neck. my gosh. Mary said that her daughter's ghost then was able to turn her head completely around like an owl and exited her bedroom with her head Ooh. still twisted, staring at her until she disappeared. Bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, could you imagine, though, like, your dead daughter <laughs> is walking, like, forward but backwards because her head, like, no, is still staring at you. No, I don't want to imagine that. terrifying. <sighs> and, yeah. like, in every scary movie, they always have the head, like, twist around. I don't... That is, like... I think that's going to be, like, something that's just terrifying for us. Yeah. Like... Because it's, like, not natural. The fact that this is, like, in the 1800s and she's, like, talking yeah. about They the didn't have the conjuring around. to watch... I know! Or the exorcist. Out. Yeah. Fuck me, bitch! Uh, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, when I, the first movie. time I saw the exorcist and she, like, bends over I backwards and goes horrified. down the stairs... To this day, that is, like, one of the top five scariest moments in, like, all, like, cinema She's, like, me. scuttling around like a backwards crab. I'm not down. Uh-uh. Like it's, the head ugh. spinning around. Uh-uh. Annabelle, mm-hmm. and that bitch stands up and her head spins oh around. <laughs> I mean, she's a doll, but still. <laughs> you keep that head screwed on right. <laughs> yeah, I'll pop it right off. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that image. So... Mary uh, began telling anybody who would listen about the ghostly visitations, and her brother-in-law actually believed her (laughs) and promised to help her, um, you know, out Edward as as Zona's murderer. So they went to a local prosecutor and told him about the the visitation slash dreams, whatever you want to call them. Um, And he wasn't sure if he believed Zona or uh, about Zona's ghost coming to see Mary or not. Um, But he did believe that Edward's behavior 
was very strange and warranted having um, Zona's body exhumed. So he went to the doctor who actually had originally seen, um, you know, Zona's body before she was buried and asked him about, you know, what kind of investigation he had done. And when it was discovered that he really hadn't done much at all because of how Edward had been um, acting, they were able to get her body exhumed. So then a three-day autopsy was conducted in the schoolhouse. That they did this stuff back then, like exhuming a body. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely did. Yeah, full-on autopsies, everything. (laughs) So they did a three-day autopsy in the schoolhouse, which I think is gross because then, like... (laughs) Well, you go to school afterwards like and you're like, did they use my desk? Um, it's like your church, your meeting house. Your- yeah. And this is like a small town, so they didn't have a lot of space for this. Um, and during the autopsy, they actually did find that Zona's neck was broken, just like Mary had claimed it was. So Edward was arrested, and during his trial, it was revealed that he had been in prison before for stealing a horse, and that he had actually already been married twice before. Um, So there's a little bit of conflicting information here, but um, there are some records that say his first marriage had been short and ended in divorce because he was abusive, and then others say that his first wife actually did die from falling from a haystack and hitting her head, Um, and then... There, his second wife, all the sources say that she died in an accident with a brick falling on her head. Uh, well, interesting. So, Where did the brick fall from? <laughs> um, his hand. So, yeah. It was yeah. an accident. Yeah. So, um, it slipped. <laughs> no, he's, he said that there it was some story like um, they were building a chimney and she was below like handing him bricks from a basket. And then when he handed, she handed him one, it slipped and fell and hit her head and killed her. Um, yeah. (laughs) So the prosecution had Mary take the stand and tell the court about her visitations from her daughter. Um, and then she was cross-examined by Edward's lawyer who hoped to prove that she was just a grieving mother who was, had gone crazy with grief, um, or at the very least was just unreliable. Um, but throughout all the questioning, she remained, you know, her facts were very consistent her, with her story that she had been telling everybody since the beginning. She insisted that she had spoken with her daughter, that it had not been a dream. Um, and then she was even able to give details her daughter had told her about the layout of her home. So Mary had not yet been to the her daughter's new house where she ended up dying. Um, but Mary was able to tell the court exactly the layout of the house, exactly where the daughter's body had been, and then had even said that Mary had told her that she would find blood on the corner of one of the doors where in the room she had died. And then later when they looked, the blood was there. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm just like, wait, what? So, <laughs> so this is like a case where like a ghost is actually evidence? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Edward's lawyer's plan just backfired completely. Um, The jury was more convinced than ever before that Mary had really seen Zona's ghost and Zona's ghost was solving her own murder. So um, after Edward took the stand, um, but he was not able to convince the judge and jury of his innocence. He kind of stumbled over his words and didn't really have anything to say when he was questioned other than I just didn't do it. You have no proof. I didn't do it. 
Um, Hearsay. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just uh, what's Amber Heard's lawyer's name? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't know, but that. (laughs) That's all he says. (laughs) We could do an episode on that someday. Yeah. So anyway, after an hour and 10 minutes of deliberation, the jury determined that Edward was guilty of first-degree murder. Um, Ten of them wanted him to hang, but two of them wanted him to just get life in prison. And so in the end, they all agreed that he was guilty and then he should be sentenced to life in prison. Um, And, you know, the judge agreed as well. So... um, when people in town found out that Edward wasn't going to hang, they actually formed a mob to lynch him. Um, and even had like the rope ready to go. Um, and I miss then, the old days. I, <laughs> oh, God. Justice was swift. No. But, um, so the sheriff thankfully. Hang first. You know, ask questions later. <laughs> oh my God. That's awful. So um, the sheriff found out, though, that this mob was organizing. So they kept Edward inside. And then the sheriff went out and was able to actually break it up and convince everybody to go home. Uh, But then the four men who instigated the entire mob were later arrested and then indicted for attempting lynching. So they went to jail for a while, too. Um, And then once Edward was brought to serve his sentence, he only served a few years because in 1900... So three years later, um, a flu epidemic flew, went through the prison, and he caught it and died. Um, so he didn't really... Influenza. ...to be there for that long. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so very strange that Mary knew all the details without having ever been inside that house and knew that her daughter had been um, had her neck broken before her body was even exhumed. Um, but... Uh, this case is also just really important to law history um, because it's the first and I believe remains the only case on record to use testimony from a ghost to convince somebody of murder, which is just insane that they were like, yeah, sounds reasonable. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh and I God. mean, I think what I think is it's not so much that a ghost was able to convince convict somebody of murder but it was just there was enough reasonable doubt about her death that when to be able to exhume the body and then when they saw that she had her neck broken when her husband had been acting the way he was around her dead body that that was enough to prove that he had done it it definitely sounds like he did it yeah no definitely (laughs) ghost or no ghost (laughs) yeah no ghost or no ghost he did so um but then obviously the entire thing is just fucking strange creepy too um and then greenbrier county today is of course very proud of the haunting um they have signs about the case up by the courthouse which is actually still used today um and then by the cemetery where zona is buried they have her story on a board there as well Mm, so does zona still uh come and haunt or no no i don't think so i think that after she was able to um solve her murder she went to at she rest she did her unfinished business <laughs> yes that was done like... and her mother for the rest of her life it said that her mother was still like very adamant that zona had come to see her um so yeah very strange 
<laughs> Damn. I mean, they they say that like one of the reasons that there are ghosts is because they have unfinished business, and so yep. if this zone is like the one ghost to finish her business, basically. Yeah, yeah. I know she was like, I was murdered, and he's not gonna get away with it, and he didn't. That's crazy. Yeah. That's. Oh. I've never heard of that at all. Never I had it until case. I started researching never ghosts or anything like that. Yeah. I started researching, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) That is so interesting, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. Then we'll have, um, I found a picture that's supposed to be their wedding portrait um, that we'll post for you guys. And then he also, while he was in Edward, or Erasmus Trout, um, (laughs) while he was in um, prison, he like did a doodle of him and Zona. And so we'll post that as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Just a strange Just thing. Like, did she have, do you know if she had like money or something like that? Like No. No? Just, no. just an angry person. Yeah, I think he was just a very angry, abusive person. And um, maybe he accidentally, you know, threw a brick at his last wife because he got upset or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then there's, like, a whole bunch of rumors swirling as well that he was a madman who in prison would say, like, oh, I'm going to marry seven women. I'm going to have seven wives one day, and that's why he was just killing them off. But I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that's true. Dang, the Green Briar Ghost. Yes. That's cool. That's actually, like, a cool story, and it has kind I mean, not really a happy ending, but... No. <laughs> but kind of a happy ending, because, the, you know, she saw... She got justice. She got justice. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, got to be heard and come back, and... I don't know. That's, like... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was very interesting. I was like, everything, like, got tied up nicely, and so it had a little bit of everything in it. Um... You know, intrigue, history, yeah, true crime, my paranormal, paranormal stories. Story is a uh, not that great. <laughs> I mean, not. That I mean, like it's dark. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be dark, is what I mean. Like it doesn't have like because I'm. I mean, obviously she died. It's not a happy ending, but it's kind of a happy ending because yeah. she like got her case solved basically and got to help with that but like yeah mine is not it's just like oh my god and then this horrible thing happened and then this horrible thing happened. <laughs> that's what happens with paranormal stuff though it's usually born out of horrible stuff <laughs> usually yeah well now i want to go check this place out green briar yep west virginia west virginia <laughs> Country mama, <laughs> take me home. Greenbrier goat. <laughs> if you sing that three times, they say. Oh, gosh. And then Zona comes and cracks her neck. Well, guys, that is this week's. It's, you know, a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's yes. how we like it. And, um,. Yeah, so we have a single shot next week for our patrons. Mm-hmm. If you're not a patron, you should go check that out because we did um, update a little bit of that information there. And then... Uh, you get more for less. Get more for less. <laughs> yes. Get more bang for your buck, you know? Exactly. Blue light special. 
<laughs> yeah. And um, when we meet again, Katie will be in her new apartment and I'll be back from the motherland of Ireland and I'm not even going to attempt to do a good accent right now. Because <laughs> we know I'm terrible at them. <laughs> so. You don't want to make the Irish people angry before you go. You can do no. the Irish accent after you come back. <laughs> but... I would like any suggestions. So if you're listening to this and you know like somewhere that I should go and check out in Ireland, I'm going to be there for 10 days and you guys should send me places I should go. I love haunted places. I love all that stuff or just, you know, a good pub or something to go to. You should definitely send me that because I don't know. I'm going in blind and hopefully I make it back (laughs) because I've been reading about COVID restrictions lately and now we're a little concerned. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been real fun. So. (laughs) So we'll see you next time. See you next time. Keep it home. Keep it chill. Take my home. I'm Briar Ghost. Do the place. (laughs) All right. See you later. (laughs) You don't want to sing it. (laughs) I can't. (laughs)